0: them. of inside new orleans i'm your host eric asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon four to six right here on 106.1 fm nash icon remember the iheart radio app the tune in radio app take the show with you anywhere you're mobile with those apps and of course on the world wide web and at nash fm 106.1 and also ericasher.com our podcast available on all the podcasting platforms pretty much the major ones right Anchor is our home base, uh, and uh, of course, you can go back and check out previous shows at your leisure. Remember uh, our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, and also uh, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, this week on the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports, joined by Chris Hagen of Fox 8 Sports. He'll join us on Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also, live streaming on the WLAE TV youtube page our first rebroadcast 6 p.m on thursday night on lae 10 p.m on the deuce wlae tv 2 friday night nine o'clock pelican sports television 10 o'clock on lae 2 a.m on the deuce that's every saturday morning and then 5 p.m on saturday afternoon on pelican sports television always on our social media platforms always on ericasher.com and always on the wlae tv youtube page today on the program we're jam-packed with great guests John Hendricks from SI Now is going to join us in about two minutes. We'll talk Saints with him. He's been at every Saints practice. We'll get his take as they prepare for the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday night in their first preseason game. Also got some news with about a retirement of a, of a longtime Saint. We'll talk about that with John today. Les East has also been at uh, every Saints practice, but also is covering the Pelicans as well as the LSU Tigers. We'll talk about all three with him from CrestedSports.com at 435. Gary Smith will get us up to date on the two lane green wave as they're in fall camp as well. 510 is for you, you two lane fans. And then we finish up with Alec Cassell, the bird rights, talking about the Pels. Uh, we'll talk about the tampering charge. We'll talk about what happened last night in Las Vegas with the Summer League team. Uh, and, of course, uh, what we can expect going forward as the Pels continue to search for shooters. We'll get into all that with all of our great guests today, uh, this afternoon here on the program. So stick around. If you miss any of it, remember our podcast is available for you right after the program ends. Without further ado, uh, again, let's head to the guest line. Uh, and, uh, talk, okay, we're, uh, we're working on John Henricks. So uh, I will say this, Patrick Robinson today, uh, longtime saint, uh, was with the Philadelphia Eagles for a while as well. Uh, went to Sean Payton this morning and, and retired from football, and uh, I got to tell you folks, <laughs> just uh, not not what you needed to hear if you're Sean Payton, uh, especially considering Patrick Robinson had been starting at times on on, on the um, side opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, he is a guy that is again is a pretty good slot corner, uh, gave you great depth there, but a guy that uh, could move outside if ne- if necessary. Uh, in a pinch, we saw him do that last year, and, and do it very well, by the way. I didn't have a lot of faith in him at all uh, last year, just didn't, based on, on the history of Patrick Robinson playing the outside cornerback position. But he played he played well. He held his own. So, again, uh, some really, really tough news for the Saints that, that are, are, are still searching for uh, cornerbacks to be able to fill that spot. As I mentioned before, as we opened up the program today, he's been at every single practice. Uh, he's watched the, the black and gold, getting preparing now for the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the preseason game. From SI Now, it's John Hendricks. John, how are you, bud?
1: I'm doing good, man. How about yourself today?
0: Doing great, John. John, it's been a, been a grind huh? being out in that heat of, of uh, what is it, uh, 12, 11, uh, 12 practices in the books now.
1: 11 practices in the books, but we've actually benefited. So today we were indoors, Tomorrow, or yesterday we were out do- uh, indoors too. So tomorrow and Thursday we'll be outside. So we'll get to soak up some of that great Louisiana heat in August.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now, John, for the most, just to be painting a picture for those that have not been out there, uh, there, there was a, a stretch where there were multiple padded practices back-to-back, right? I mean, there were so many days where they did padded practices. Uh, can, can, you, um, can you put your finger on how many days in a row they were doing that?
1: Yeah, I think it actually started last Tuesday, so they went Tuesday to Saturday, and then they've had uh, been in pretty much pads ever since, so they uh, started the week off this week with Mondays, practice Tuesday, so, you know, ever since about a week now that they've been in pads, they took Sunday off, but, you know, it's been been some good physicality out there. I mean, a lot of people are eager to do their thing when the pads come on. I think Peyton Mm -hmm. Turner's one of the guys that stood out when he put on the pads, but, you know, it's always nice when you're able
0: to hit somebody, right? Yep, no doubt. I mean, it's football. It's a contact sport. and I mean, it's hard to be able to tell anything when guys are running around in shells and, and, and shorts. It just is. All right, let's talk about the big story today. Patrick Robinson, uh, retiring from football, uh, kind of caught everybody off guard. Uh just want to ask you about first your thoughts about his retirement and then let's get into some possible uh, um, players that may be filling that role unless the Saints end up making a trade but your thoughts on how uh, from what I understand his he was having a pretty good camp yeah I thought he was doing pretty
1: good you know and he'd been absent for about a three-day stretch and then obviously today he goes and talks it over with Peyton they said they had about a 30-minute discussion and you know he's just at a place where he kind of accepted it and and said you know it's time to move on and you know, obviously they respect his decision. And Saints player that's retired within a few days stretch. Um, you know, Ryan Glasgow was the other one, but he's going back to school to pursue his matches. But you know, Patrick Robinson's done a lot for the Saints, and obviously he came in, uh, you know, tough act to follow after the the Super Bowl year and stuff. He had a lot of expectations on him, and you know, some of them maybe it was not utilizing him correctly, but. You know, I thought he made a good difference while he was with the Saints. And obviously, you know, you look at some of those defenses you're on, weren't, weren't the best, right? And he goes to Philly, gets a, a championship ring. And actually, yep. that's what San Diego before that and stuff. But mm-hmm. ends up back in the Saints. And I think he did a good job. And I thought he was going to be bad at starts just because of that veteran presence there. Um, but, you know, now they're going to have to find a way. It's Ken Crawley show right now, a pair opposite of Lattimore. until so maybe Paulson Medibo can take it from him.
0: That that was going to be my question. Who who did who lined up there today? You're telling me Ken Crawley, and then my big the bigger question is, is Paulson Adebo ready? I mean, at this point, they're they're trying to find somebody on waiver wires. They're looking to maybe make a trade. You know, I'm one that believes they need to covet their draft choices this year because of the uncertainty of this season. Um, I mean, the bottom line is at this point, uh, can Adebo handle that if he's thrown into the fire uh, as as a rookie?
1: Yeah, well, I'll first say that there were four defensive backs missing from practice. So, you had you had Robinson, obviously, is gone because of the, uh, retirement, but you're also missing Kavari Russell, one of the guys they picked up a vet. Uh, you're missing P.J. Williams out there. Uh, and then, you know, there's a couple others that were obviously notable, Donis Alexander. So, pretty much today, I mean, it was Lattimore and King Crawley was starting, and then you have Paul Tenadibo and Princeton Mukamara who uh, now soaked up the 21 now that Robinson's gone. That was their second pairing, and so – but I, I think Adebo has come a long way in a short time. We um, definitely see a lot of what the Saints saw in him. I think he has some good natural abilities and good talent. I think he's learning kind of some of the presses and jams when it comes to the wide receiver looks. And, you know, look, he's a player that I'm really excited to see more of in the preseason. I think those erupts are going to be super important for him. And, and look, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, he's definitely your guy in day one because now with Robinson gone, I think it's King Crawley's job, and I think he's looked pretty good in camp. But Obviously, no fan is still some type of way, but he's mm-hmm. a guy that was a former starter for the team. But a lot of good things that we've seen from the rookie, I just don't know if we're ready to say, hey, he's going to be that top corner opposite of Lattimore. And Sean Payton's going to tell you now, it's a position they are still looking to improve. And, um, you know, they're David Howard options off the table, so now they're going to have to look elsewhere if they're going to try to trade because I think that's the realistic thing right now.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, John Russell—they brought in Russell, they brought in Alexander, they brought in Amok Amokamara, as you mentioned. Any of those guys look like they can stick?
1: I think if you look at it, you know, uh, Alexander last practice yesterday early a little bit looks like he might have been dealing with the hamstrings and tightness there. But um, Russell's been more of a special teams guy. I wouldn't say either of those; those are more special teams. But Alexander is having a pretty decent camp. Uh, of those, I think the veteran Amokamara is the guy that you look at, and I mean, again, he's kind of on the other side of 30, but, uh, you know, and he's just trying to learn things. I mean, he knows where it is, where things stand in his career. And, you know, the way he's approaching it, I talked to him and asked him the other day is, you know, he's just saying, hey, you know, I know I'm auditioning for 31 other teams, and I know he still feels like he can play. I think he has over well over 100 career starts in his uh, career. And so if he can pick up more on the special teams, I think that bodes well for him. But, you know, given the hits of the Saints cornerback desk right now, um you're going to have to make a decision. I, I think, you know, when I did my initial roster release, I had Grant Haley there just because of the familiarity. But veteran Brian Poole, he's more of a slot guy. He might stick around and that may open up a, a door for I mid mean, tomorrow if, if they're still looking to fill that need in-house right now.
0: Um, when you look at, at this situation right now, uh, they've also brought in Brian Poole who's more of an inside corner. Grant Haley's also on, on, on the um, – on the roster as well anybody else that really stuck out to you at the cornerback position thus far
1: yeah i mean maybe you could make the it's not necessarily a cornerback but in the secondary bryce thompson's a guy that's flashing a good bit um i okay. mean other than that they have guys like deuce wallace i mean there's there's other ones that have kind of shown a few things but it's just been inconsistent and you know it was nobody that should say man this guy is impressive enough he should absolutely run with the first team he should get some looks at starter but you know, um, really, if they're looking to try to solidify and, and help this position out, I think if they can't pull out a trade, they're obviously going to be looking for player movement because, you know, you go from a quick thing of 85 or 90 to 85 to 80, and then you go from 80 to 53. So maybe there's a player that the scouting department's looking at right now and saying, hey, this is a guy that could become available, and then maybe they try to make a play for him, but it'll be one of those late ones that uh, end up happening.
0: We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll continue the conversation with John Hendricks of, again, Saints News at SI Now. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Uh, don't go anywhere.
2: Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste at four on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at Nash fm 1061com This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's Nacho Fries are back with Fry Force, an action-packed anime flick about a team of heroes fighting to save the world from fry monsters. Experience this cinematic tour de fries yourself and get the Nacho Fries at a participating Taco Bell location near you for a limited time.
3: Delays remain solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also be mindful of delays that are steady on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays if you're traveling along the Crescent City Connection eastbound from the Chapatoulas exit to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. And 10 eastbound, your backups are steady from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Also be mindful of delays that are steady on 10 westbound from Causeway to Clearview. I'm at Robinson, broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
2: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Ash, and we're talking to John Hendricks of Saints News at SI Now. He's been at every single practice. We'll find out more about how you can find John's articles and everything you need to know about Saints News in just a couple minutes. John, let's talk about some positions where there's going to be some influx as we get to the regular season. Let's take defensive tackle, where David Anyamana is the starter there. Who has stepped up in your mind and will be in the rotation going forward when they open up against Green Bay?
1: Well look, I will tell you that uh, obviously Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach are both look solid. Um, but you know, the guys behind him, I think it's it's Jalen Dalton. I think he's one of the guys I'd lock into the roster right now. Guys tall, he's able to stop the run, he's able to plug the gaps, he's able to get after the passer. So I think he's the first guy. And the second guy would be Christian Ringo. I mean, he's a guy that just seems to be making plays every single day and, and again he's getting looks at the first team. And uh, you know, I think that's pretty much where they'll turn. So right now, the way it stands, sometimes it's Dalton and Roach, sometimes it's Dalton and Tuttle. I feel probably confident saying that's probably the look so good. Ringo obviously rotates in some, you know. And there's other guys that you might have to keep an eye on. A guy like Josiah Blanton, that's their undrafted guy that they gave you know 165,000 to um, for a contract guarantee for a UDFA. So. He's somebody who does show up sometimes in and, and practice, but not as much as the other guys. So it'll just come down to the roster movement saying, hey, is a, a fifth defensive tackle or the need elsewhere? But I would expect him he to he'll, he'll roll with those before at least.
0: Defensive end seems to be one of the positions where there's real quality depth. Talk a bit about it.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, that's probably one of the most encouraging spots on the roster right now. And, you know, you know what you get in Cam Jordan. Uh, but Marcus Davenport, man, the light has turned on in a big way for him, and he's looking exceptional. I mean, it's not fluff. It's not like he's just going to get the scrubs or backups or anything. I mean, the guy just looks outstanding uh, and really looks focused in. So that's great news for Saints fans, especially, you know, going into next year when they have the fifth-year option on them. So real interesting uh, from him so far. Uh, Carl Greniston has absolutely looked great. Uh, he's another one that we've seen his social media workouts on D-line bids and stuff. He's come to play, he's had some killer reps in, in camp. You know, passing on their free agent pickup was exceptional. He's a really tall guy, uh, in strength as he said. And you know, it's funny if Cam Jordan was talking you know last week when uh NFL Network was saying he's the shortest guy on the pass rush team now and so it's uh <laughs> kind of funny how things have changed. they got that length and strength, if you will. And then the rookie Peyton Turner, look, he looks good. Uh, left early today with uh, an apparent injury, so we'll have to keep an eye and see what that was about. But he looks great ever since he's had to come on. He's been exceptional. And another one I mentioned that we don't talk about a lot is Noah Spence. He's been really? phenomenal. And I don't know if they're going to keep six defensive ends, but if he doesn't make the same final roster, I think some other teams must keep him up. He looks outstanding. He looks more like what he looked like when he was
5: with Tampa.
0: Well, the good news is Jordan can move inside on passing downs. I think Passano also has done that with Kansas City as well. Any other players that move inside on passing downs?
1: I would say even Peyton Turner is somebody that you roll inside. I mean, they're going to try to create some good good different looks there um, to try to confuse confuse the offense a little bit to try to generate some of that surge and push and pass rush. and. You know, the Saints are a nice, wood-heavy team, but the has scheme a you know, especially when they get in nickel formations, when it's a third and long situation, they tend to be a lot more aggressive. So, it wouldn't surprise me to see it. Um, you know, one of the things we haven't seen throughout camp is any type of three-man looks or three-man rushes. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens when you do have that and add another defensive back presumably on the field. That'll be interesting. Or go in dime packages with you see Mario and a lot of secondary help. So, that hasn't come yet, but you know you got to feel good about where they're at as a pass rushing team and, and just being able to get after the quarterback right now.
0: Well, that, that's going to help the, the, the defensive backs, no doubt about that. What about the linebackers? Quan hasn't practiced yet. Uh, practiced yet, from what I understand. You correct me if I'm wrong there. So, talk about the young backers as well.
1: So, Quan Alexander, he looks good. I mean, he was starting off doing conditioning stuff, and you know he's participating in drills. So that's the first takeaway. But it's not contact, so there's no contact. that has been in so. On Dayton cities, and the, they're going to acclimate him, and, and I think that's the right call because you're thinking he's going to be, um, you know, somebody that hopefully you can get 17 games out of, and plus playoffs, if it comes to that, right? But you know, linebackers, I, I think there's a lot of encouragement for what Pete Warner is bringing to the table. Um, you know, he wasn't there at practice today, he's dealing with a right leg injury, from, my, from what I'm told, but it's not serious. Uh, so that's one to keep an eye on. But look, I will say that Warner's looked the part. Uh, of the guy they expected when they drafted him. And then Zach Vaughn really shown some growth and maturity. And just overall, he looks like he's another player that has just turned it on and hit another level. I mean, he's there in coverage. He's there making run stops. I mean, he looks like the guy that they pretty much drafted, right? And so, uh, or what they envisioned at first. So that's also encouraging. And look, hey, now Ellis is going to be your starting stand linebacker, your strong side guy. I mean, I don't think you have to worry about that much, but. Um, you know, Chase Hansen and Andrew Dow would be the other two guys to keep an eye on. And that's where it kind of gets interesting because I think Dow's been a player that showed up every single day and does something that just like, man, this guy makes a play that you just can't ignore. And Chase Hansen, you know, he's learning a lot more, and I think he's doing some good things too, but obviously some some struggles for both of those. So it'll be interesting if they keep a fixed linebacker on the roster. And obviously what happens with Juan, assuming he's ready too, but – Look, I think that it's a lot better of a linebacking core than we thought it was going to be, and adding Alexander to that mix has only helped
0: him. A couple more questions before we let you go, because I know you got another interview coming up as well. Quarterback position. Everything I've heard from the correspondents that are at camp on a daily basis is it is a, a nip and tuck. That has been no guy that's separated himself. What, what have you seen?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, there is no front runner in the Saints quarterback battle. I will say that. You know, it's just been inconsistent. That's the problem. And I think Jameis Winston has had some of the best practices that we've seen. You know, like, again, Monday's practice was phenomenal for him, right? And we've had two other where he's, like, clearly just had a great practice. But then, you know, you roll in and there's moments where it looks like he just doesn't throw right or he doesn't look at his lead or he overthrows. There's just a lot of pain points. And, you know, one of the things that I've been saying is, you know, when you stack it to somebody like, what would Drew Brees be? You know, and that's unfair both him and Gil are, but you know, it's reality. You know, if Drew Brees was making that thing through, what would he be seen? What would he be done differently? And I think that's going to be the challenge that we, we see every time we see somebody, whoever the starter is, take a snap. But you know, so Winston's looked pretty good. I think he's probably, if, it, if you had said, Who's going to start today, I think it would be Winston. Um, but Jason Mills had a great day of practice to finish, you know, struggled a little bit, just kind of somewhat inconsistent a little bit, more of a short, shorter throw, touchdowns, if you will. But look, in the two-minute offense today, um, he hit big on a fourth and ten play, and he got into the end zone where Winston didn't get him into the end zone. So uh, that thing, that stuff matters. And so, again, It's neck and neck probably, but there's nothing that any of the quarterbacks have done that says, man, this is the guy that I'm going to absolutely start with confidence.
0: And finally, John, uh, as we're running out of time, I have to ask you about the wide receiver position with Michael Thomas out. Uh, Who has emerged there? We know Tracon Smith's out with an injury right now. If you had to look at guys that are going to make the team, who would it be?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we know Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris are the guys that are going to be there for sure. I think Tracon Smith will be back. Um, Soon, you know, I don't think it's anything serious, but uh, at the same time, he hasn't been in a lineup. So, uh, right now, if you had to ask if they will with just five wide receivers, I'd probably say it's Chris Hogan and Ty Montgomery just because they're vets. And, you know, I, I think Hogan's done some good things in camp. And then Montgomery has done a great job since he's been converted to a wide receiver on a permanent basis. But, you know, there's things to be said for little Jordan Humphrey. He's showing a lot of growth. Uh, he looks like he, he slimmed up a little bit and actually added a little bit more to his to, to, uh, to his top frame a little and he's making some really good catches. He made two one-handed ones the other day in practice. and So I, I think he's one to keep an eye on. I've loved what I've seen from Jalen McCleskey. I think he fights through every whistle and snap, even some with ESOP Winston Jr. Uh, and, you know, even a little small case made for Jake Lampman. But if I'm making a roster now based off of everything and assuming Smith's healthy, it's Smith, it's Harris, it's Callaway, and it's
5: Hogan, and it's Montgomery right now.
0: Always appreciate your time, my friend. Tell the folks about the site, how they can follow you on social media, and what you got coming up for us.
1: Yeah, so check us out at Saints News Network. The easiest way is to go to Saints.media. Thank you to Sports Illustrated page for Saints News. Um, and then follow me on Twitter at John J Hendricks. That's Hendricks just like Jimmy. And then as far as some things that we're working on right now, I mean, camp observation is the hottest thing right now. Uh, I released the early 53-man roster prediction. I'll be in Baltimore this weekend covering that game. So stay tuned for all the things that we're going to see there. And so just kind of seeing what happens because football here. And hopefully we can get some fans in the dome. And, uh, you know, that's a story for a different day than a topic for a different day. But hopefully we get back to some type of normalcy. But right now we'll see what happens.
0: Right. There you go. Keep up the great work, John. It's been fantastic reading your stuff. I look forward to having you back on the show soon.
1: Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it as always.
0: John Hendricks, again, of uh, Saints News at SI Now. Hey, don't forget, if you're in the market for a generator, uh, Burkhardt is where you need to go. They are your sales and service experts when it comes to a generator. They'll do a single-day install for you. And I mean, I mean, seriously, won't be coming in one day and then say we'll be back in about a week or no, No, single-day install. Sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business. And, and then, of course, you, they'll put you on the calendar. You get a single-day install. Financing is available for your generator, so you can finance that over time. They do a new install, quality checkout to one month, which means they come out to your home, uh, they, they check the equipment, make sure everything is working properly, and you know, also making sure that you are comfortable in operating the system as well. Also, 24-7, 365 emergency service. You need service, they're there for you. They answer the phone 24-7. And of course, a, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So when it comes to generator sales and service, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com. How about them Saints? I admit, you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opera. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? And Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousse of the TikTok FA.
6: What'd you say to Eric? Hey,
0: did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike, did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't.
7: Come on, man. You know that
0: ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker's always hot, 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 causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit
2: acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and Telemeric sent you. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to nolasales at cumulus.com. That's nolasales at c-u-m-u-l-u-s dot Cumulus New Orleans is an equal opportunity employer. I feel like I got a great value. I am ecstatic about the diamond that I selected. Meet Josh
6: Pearl, another raving fan of Diamonds Direct.
2: I came in with an expectation of what I wanted to spend, and I walked out with a diamond that I was really pleased with.
6: Before coming to Diamonds Direct, Josh did a ton of online research trying to educate himself. But what he found out was that looking at grading specs on paper means nothing until you see multiple diamonds side by side. On
2: paper, when they say it's a excellent cut or a good cut, that's great. I don't know what that looks like. How does that translate into what the diamond actually looks like? Diamonds
6: Direct. Best education, best selection, best warranties, best value, and best of all, the best experience.
2: People really appreciate places that add a value of customer service to the people that walk into them. And I think that's exactly what Diamonds Direct. Does. They were glad that they helped me find a ring that I was ecstatic about.
6: Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Get directions, store hours and more at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: Hey, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. Look, it's been raining cats and dogs out here in Metairie today. And that means, again, around the city, uh, you know, depending on where you are, you might get a big old rainfall. That means, again, the streets are going to get wet. That means the oil and the water comes up, and next thing you know, you've got very, very slippery streets. I've been telling you this about uh, the Southern Tire for a while. Southern Tire is your tire siping experts. Uh, again, state-of-the-art equipment that, again, they utilize to sipe your tires. Uh, what is tire siping? Tire siping is in microscopic cuts that are put in the tread of your tire that, again, uh, not only improves your gas mileage, but includes, tri- it also, in, um, it helps traction on, on wet surfaces while still managing the tire heat and the dog days in New Orleans summer. It's a win-win-win. checks all the boxes. Uh, if you're interested in tire siping, maybe, again, you, you're in charge of a fleet account and you want to be able, again, uh, extend the life of the tires for, for again, uh, your, your company. Or, again, it's just, you know, your mom or, or, or dad, you want to make sure that, again, you're safely stopping on wet streets. Uh, Tire Siping is the answer for you. To find out more, you go to southerntire.com, read up on Tire Siping. Go to Southern Tire. They're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. You can call them and inquire about Tire Siping. They'll tell you all about Tire Siping right over the phone, 737-1558. Again, if you're you're, uh, concerned about stopping uh, on the wet surfaces here in New Orleans, want to extend the life of your tire uh, and improve your gas mileage, Tire Siping. Ask about it, Southern Tire owned by the piazza family since 1972 Hickory and airline in metairie all right let's head back i want to first of all i want to thank john hendricks for joining us on the program from saints news at si now uh award-winning journalist also an author uh that's less east of dot and of course his brand new book donkeys elephants and giraffes uh you can catch it at one of your favorite bookstores it's already in paperback for you. you can catch that as well uh he joins us now on the program Les, how are you doing well eric how are you Doing fine. Let's before we get started, where can folks find your book?
7: Well, they can uh, find it online, either in uh, ebook form or paperback form at uh, BarnesandNoble.com and uh, Amazon.com and other platforms as well. They can just Google a title and it will take you to a, a variety of platforms. Uh, so that that's probably the, the easiest way to find it right now. Beautiful.
0: Hey, Les, let's talk some LSU first. Um, Max Johnson, now the quarterback for for the Tigers. Um, Nussmeyer is going to be his backup. Uh, with again uh, the the injury to to, to Miles Brennan. Um, We've heard some good things so far about what's happening up in practice. Uh, uh, what, what are your thoughts about the loss of Miles Brennan for this team? Now, there's a possibility he may be back in a couple months from now, but uh, until then, having to go with Max Johnson and maybe the maybe the freshman uh, in a pinch here. Now, again, there are two games in the, uh, within the first four in which I'm sure we'll see Nussmeyer on the field uh, because of the quality of opponent.
7: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, First of all, it's really unfortunate what happened to Miles Brennan. He's just, you know, had some a run of bad luck. Uh, He's been very patient and and stuck it out within the LSU program. So hopefully, at at some point, he's going to eventually get a chance to show what he can do, like he did the first three games last year. But uh, you know, it, it remains to be seen how significant this is because. You know, I think we all felt like Brennan and Johnson were going to have a very close competition. I think Brennan was a slight favorite because of uh, his experience in the program, but uh, it looked like LSU was going to be okay with either guy starting. So the fact that Johnson is starting, uh, I don't think that that's a drop-off, but they were pretty much even. The concern would come in if something were to happen to Max Johnson uh, or if he doesn't play up to the level he played up to in those last two games last year, because it doesn't look like Garrett Nussmeyer is, is ready just yet as a true freshman. But as long as Max Johnson is healthy and performing the way he did last year or better, then they're not really going to miss Miles Brennan. And in fact, they could actually be better off by the fact that Max Johnson is getting all the first team reps for all of preseason camp rather than uh, the two of them competing and sharing the first-team snaps. So it's not necessarily a problem for LSU as long as Max Johnson is healthy and continues uh, to play well like he did last year. And then we'll see. It, it looks like Miles Brennan will probably be recovered uh, at some point in late October or early November. But if Max Johnson is doing the job, then I you know I think Max, uh, Miles Brennan will simply be there as insurance. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Uh, Tigers uh, ranked 13th in in, in the first poll coming out, uh, which is, you know, I mean, look, it is what it is. Those preseason polls, I don't put too much stock in them. With that said, strengths and weaknesses of this team going into going as as they're in fall camp now.
7: Well, I think the the biggest strength is probably the defensive line. Uh, I I think the secondary is also going to be uh, very strong again, but the, the defensive line, the depth there is about as good as LSU has had in a long time. There's an excellent blend of experience in youth. Uh, and so I think that's going to be the, the real strength of the, the team. They're going to set the tone for what should be a much improved defense compared to last year. There are a few question marks. I think wide receiver is one of the more interesting positions because after Kayshawn Booty, you don't really have a lot of people who have proven themselves, and yet you have a tremendous amount of young talent at that position. They could wind up having four, five, six really big playmakers in the mix, but until you see them do it in games, you can't be confident that they will. So there's the, the, a lot of question marks there, but the ceiling is so high for that group with its potential. That's going to be fascinating to watch. I think the linebacking core is an area that Ed Orgeron pointed to in spring as an area that had to get better. It did show some improvement in the spring practices, and then they've added the transfer from Clemson, and they looks like they have a lot of talent. There in the linebacking core, but they have to figure out how the pieces fit together. So that's if I if the linebacking core comes around and they find good fits for some of these guys, then I think the defense could be really really good. But that's the question mark. I think the front and back ends are going to be very solid for defense. The linebackers are the one area that that's a little less certain.
0: Let's shift gears to the Saints, and let's talk about the Michael Thomas situation first. Look, you, you, you've you read all, you've, you've been around the, the organization. Um, give me your thoughts on what you think transpired based on what we know and maybe what you know.
7: Well, it seems as though um, Mike Thomas did not communicate well with the Saints and did not work in tandem with the Saints on the best way to handle his injury, the po- the prospect of surgery. It just seemed like he was kind of off on his own, putting it off, putting off surgery as long as possible, hoping to rehab it. And, uh, you know, Jeff Duncan had the, the story a few days ago saying that the Saints tried for months to communicate with Mike Thomas, and uh, Mike was just unreachable. And then, of course, he had the cryptic a tweet he sent out yesterday saying essentially that he covered for the Saints, but the Saints haven't covered for him. I'm not sure what that means, but, you know, Mike has always been uh, kind of aloof uh, as a player, not just with the media, but within the organization. And uh, I think he kind of forfeited the benefit of the doubt in a situation like this. Uh, So there are some, there's a difficult, relationship there right now and this goes back a while this didn't just pop up in June, and so that there's a lot of work to be done for the saints and mike thomas to get back on the same page if that's ever going to happen $23
0: 23 million dollars in dead money if they try to move him there's no way to move him right now because he's damaged goods you're not going to get the the, the value from Michael Thomas you know, it's hard to get value anyway when they know it's a disgruntled player but when you got a disgruntled player who's injured like he is he's got to be able to pass a physical before you can before you can trade him so I mean they're over the barrel right now and pretty much in a situation where you know Michael Thomas just got to get healthy hopefully again maybe his attitude changes if not uh, at some point, they're going to have to try to move off of him. But the problem is, with all the dead money they got, they, they've got, they uh, got, again, going into next season, and then, of course, the possibility of even some veterans that they've renegotiated deals not re-signing with this team so they can spread that dead money out over for a few more years, they're between a rock and a hard place with Michael Thomas.
7: Yeah, they really are. And, uh, you know... It- This is going to be one of the most important things in training camp in the early part of the season is how a lot of these young receivers develop, because right now, Mike Thomas is one of the most important players on this team, because he's not only one of the best players on the team, one of the best in the NFL at his position, the Saints don't have a lot of proven receivers around him. And even though he's going to miss maybe half of the season or more, ultimately, uh they're gonna need him in that that passing offense. But if some of these younger receivers, Traquan Smith sideline right now, so that, that's not a good sign. But uh you know, Marquez Callaway is having a good training camp. Juwan Johnson, who's playing tight end now but is also significant in the passing game, uh, is having a very good camp so far. Uh, Deontay Harris has the two game suspension, but he could take on a bigger role in the passing game. So that they, they find Chris Hogan, it looks like he still has a little bit of gas in the tank. So if, if they can find themselves a dependable receiving core in Thomas's absence, that would be significant for them to have success early in the year. But if all of these things don't go the way they hope with these receivers, then they're going to be desperate to get Mike Thomas back. And that's just uh, not a comfortable situation for them right now. So it it's a mess because their hands are tied and they need him uh, to be successful on offense.
0: I want to, want to, want to uh, go back to something you just said. Has it been confirmed Deontay Harris is getting a two-game suspension?
7: Um uh, I don't believe that's actually been confirmed. That That is the assumption because there are several precedents for right. that type of uh, infraction leading to a two-game suspension, but that's a good okay. point. That is not official, just like we assume Marshawn Lattimore is going to miss perhaps up to four games, but nothing's been mm-hmm. determined there either.
0: Okay. I did Look, you, you've, you've seen a lot of camps in your time, okay, and you know the difference between what's real and what's fool's gold. At the wide receiver position, uh, legitimate NFL players right there, guys that you think can carry this team for the season. I'm not counting on Michael Thomas this year. If he comes back, there's going to be a transition period of getting him back on the field, uh, getting him back on the offense. So look at what you have right now. Uh, if the Saints had to go to battle, who are, the, who are the players going to be on the field?
7: Well, you know, the wild card is Traquan Smith because he he's missed a, a more a week or more uh, with a with hamstring pull. We think it's a hamstring pull. Uh they've been careful with that. But you know, he's had an injury every year. This is his fourth year in the NFL, so you don't know if you can count on him. But if he's healthy, uh he's shown the ability to be a to be a pretty good receiver. I think Marquez Callaway looks like a guy who can be productive in this offense. Uh you know, Deontay Harris is gonna have a role. So they have receivers that they can utilize effectively in this offense, but without Mike Thomas, they don't have a big time playmaker mm-hmm. that I see uh in this wide receiver group right now. Ty Montgomery's a veteran player who's also in the mix that i didn 't mention right. earlier Chris but, Hogan yeah chris Hogan had you know mm-hmm. he looks like a guy who can get open, catch the ball and and you know move the sticks. He's not going to be a big playmaker, but he's a guy who can have some value in the short passing game. But, you know, you need a dynamic playmaker uh, to stretch the defenses. And uh, without Mike Thomas, even though he's more of a possession type receiver, he's so good that he creates opportunities for other people. And then, of course, you you can't talk about the passing game and, and not include Alvin Kamara in that mix.
0: True. I would agree. What about the tight end position? we got some real changes coming from last year from the tight end position. Vinette and obviously Troutman are looking at well, where they're going to be 1-2 on paper. What have you seen?
7: Well, uh, you know, Troutman looks pretty good uh, as a receiver. Uh, I don't think Nick Vanette has uh, distinguished himself quite as much, but he hasn't had a lot of opportunities. You know, I mentioned Jawan Johnson. Boy, he and Taysom Hill hooked up on a really nice play in the two-minute offense this morning. Uh, So I I think they're going to be fine with the tight ends in the passing game. I I don't know if they're as well off in the blocking part of the the position as they have been in the past. Uh, You know, Josh Hill was a guy they leaned on in a variety of capacities. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they, they have somebody who can fill that role exactly the way Josh did, but I think in the right? they're in good shape. What's that?
0: I said that was supposed to be Vanette. That's why he was brought in, right?
7: Yeah, I I think they're hopeful that he can be similar to that. that It's hard to tell in these practices whether somebody is going to be able to do all the things Josh did because a lot of it was so subtle in that he Mm -hmm. could line up in so many different positions. He was a blocker. He he could uh, get out and and catch short passes, and he could also get up the field a little bit. You know, I need to see Nick Vanette in some of these preseason games before I can tell whether he can fill that role. But you're right, that's the hope, is that he will be similar to what Josh Hill was. I just think it's too early to determine if that's likely one way, you know, if it's likely or not. I'm not uh, criticizing him. I'm just saying we haven't seen enough of him yet. Patrick Robinson
0: retires today. Is there a starting caliber cornerback opposite Marshawn Lattimore on this
7: roster? No. And and if Lattimore were to miss the first four games of the season, you're looking at probably Ken Crawley being the number one cornerback for the first four games unless they bring somebody in. Now they have brought in a few guys, you know, Brian Poole, and they brought in uh, Adonis, and they brought in Prince. You know, they got an all-name team back there. But uh you know Sean Payton was asked about it today with Robinson's retirement and he said, you know, they they still just like he said on the eve of training camp, that they had to find another corner, he still thinks they need to add to that position. He said a lot of these guys they brought in and guys they've been working with uh are showing progress and he's not down on them, but he still thinks they need to constantly be looking at other options. A cornerback, and Paulson Adebo, the draft choice, is a guy they're hopeful can uh, contribute. He has good moments, and uh, not so good moments like you would expect any rookie to have at that position. So it's a mixed bag at cornerback, but right now, you know, you're going to be playing Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the regular season, Mm -hmm. and you could be staring at a 400-yard passing game if they don't find somebody somewhere.
8: Yeah, I would
0: definitely agree. We're up against the clock. i got thousands of more questions for you. We'll have to do it another time. Tell us one more time about what you got coming up for us on com. how folks can follow you on social media.
7: Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, lots of same stuff on uh, com. Of course, with the preseason opener Saturday in Baltimore, we'll have a lot of, of coverage over the weekend. Uh, LSU coverage on Saturday down south is really picking up uh, with the Tigers in preseason practice now. So, lots going on on both of those websites.
0: Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. At less underscore east on Twitter. I'm Eric Asher. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Restaurant, so good. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike W. Lucy, the Tick Tock Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what? My prescription medication, and the Tick Tock Cafe, have in common. What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry Alrighty, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the Tick Tock Cafe. Costway I-10 in Metro. Contractors time of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miet Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile, and property insurance, and we will search over fifty insurance companies get the right policy at the best price call click or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or dave me at insagency.com
2: It's critical that our community donate blood this summer. Fact check. If you had COVID and are feeling better, donate. There's a blood shortage. Fact check. If you've received the COVID vaccine, you can donate. Fact check. If you don't get the vaccine, you can still donate. See a trend? As long as you're feeling well, COVID or the vaccine won't stop you from saving a life. Give blood today. Visit thebloodcenter.org for more details and to find a donation location near you.
6: The Blood Center.
2: prescription products require an online consultation restrictions apply see website for full details and important safety information
4: my husband's ed was affecting our marriage when he first started experiencing ed it was difficult for both of us we didn't know who to talk to about it or where to get help Hims was our answer hymns connected my husband with a licensed provider online he was able to get medication to treat his ed at a fraction of the price people pay for the name brand it was delivered to our door and guess what our intimacy is back it works
2: right now get your first online providers visit totally free when you go to forhymns.com joy yep free no copay no expensive appointments and no awkward face-to-face conversations just the care you need
4: Thanks to Hims, we got our intimacy and our marriage back.
2: To start your free online visit, go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y.
0: All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. If your AC goes down, just remember acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It's so easy. Everybody's got a smartphone, a tablet on them. You know, you click on right on the on uh, the website. It'll take you right to their website, tell you everything you need to know about Burkhardt, including the phone numbers on the North Shore and South Shore. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. And it doesn't matter what type of brand that you have at your home. Uh, they are authorized to service all brands. For a company you can trust uh, with your air conditioning system, whether you need a new system or you need an existing system, Repaired, it's Burkhardt. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Thanks to Les Sees and John Hendricks for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, Gary Smith will talk Tulane. Lane. I think if will talk the Pelicans, I wouldn't go anywhere. Speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid City at 3701 Opera. of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM, NASH Icon. Thank you so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program don't forget the iHeartRadio app the TuneIn Radio app you got to leave for some reason don't want to miss any of the interviews or any of the commentary take the show with you man you can do that with both those apps Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter Eric_Asher Asher on Facebook Inside New Orleans uh, show on uh, on Instagram uh, eric at ericasher.com is how you can get in touch with me via email if you have any comments or questions even throughout the program also our podcast uh, Podcasts available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base. We usually try to post that up about uh, 20 minutes or so after each program ends. Uh, and You go back and uh, check out all the previous shows at your leisure. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Chris Hagen of Fox 8 Sports will be my guest. That is our live broadcast every Thursday on WLAE-TV at 1 p.m. We're also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. Thursday night on LAE, uh, 10 p.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE, Saturday morning, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on uh, Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. As mentioned before, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLAE TV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms. Again, at on Twitter, ericasher on Twitter, Asher on Facebook. And, of course, I uh, want to thank our guests in the first hour, John Hendricks and Les East. Uh, we're just a couple of seconds away from uh, Gary Smith of uh, The Wave Report, Noel.com, Tom Spiccione, and The Advocate. And then we'll finish up the uh, day with uh, Ali Gassel, The Bird Rides talking some pels with you. Uh, looking forward to, again, hour number two here on the program. All right, let's jump, let's jump into it. A uh, lot to talk about today, trying to catch up on all the home teams. Uh, let's get some Tulane in here. Uh, Gary Smith does a great job uh, uh, reporting on the on the wave, and also UNO athletics when when, when they're in season uh, for the Advocates, the Picayune, and also NOLA.com. His website second to none when it comes to Tulane. If you are a Tulane fan and you're not on the wave report, I'm just gonna say it: you're not a Tulane fan because he's got everything you need to know about the wave, including again uh, reports from training camp that nobody else is getting. So again, uh, check out Gary Smith. On his website, the Wave Report. Gary, welcome to the program.
5: Thanks for having me on the show,
0: Gary. Before we get started, um, uh, they've had a few practices now. First of all, mm-hmm. they've been in pads. It's been shorts and shells. Uh, if you y- would y- paint yeah. a picture for the um, they, audience, they
5: put they put the shoulder pads on the last two days, but they haven't been not been full pads yet. Um, but uh, and, and uh, it, it was. They certainly got they they certainly got an awakening with the with the weather because the, the first day of practice it was unseasonably cool and cloudy, and then the next day it was new orleans weather <laughs> and and even though they're practicing an hour earlier this year, they had about six or seven players go down with severe cramps um wow. it's not that they're out of shape it's just that they hadn't hydrated some of those guys just hadn't hydrated properly a lot of the offensive linemen, I it was really it was, it was i mean that that I've covered the t- Willie fritz for six years and I've never seen a day where that many players were in that much distress I mean we're talking about guys cramping in both legs down on the ground <laughs> um so that that uh that that was an eye opening experience for them but um but but other than that it, it it's been it's been going well for them um, it, it looks like I mean, it looks like this could be Willie Fritz's best team in his six years. Really? Beautiful.
0: The position group that has stuck out to you the most?
5: The position group? Well, the the, I, the running backs have actually impressed me the most. The position, you know, Willie Fritz, he's had, I think, four of the top seven rushing teams in Tulane history in, in his tenure there. He's had a lot of good running backs. But uh, I'm at Ty J Spears. We won't really know whether he's fully recovered from his ACL until the actual game start and whether he's hesitant or not, but he sure looks awfully good in practice. And this, this guy's just a stud. He, he's incredibly talented. He was headed for a monster year last year when he tore his ACL against Southern Miss in the first the second quarter of, the, of his third game. He, he he looks really good. Cam Carroll came on last year, had a terrific year. Um, they got the transfer, Devin Brumfield, from Utah. He's looking terrific. And even their, their other one, Iverson Celestine, uh, freshman from the North Shore, it's going to be tough for him to get a lot of playing time this year with the three guys in front of him. But but he's looked good. And then they've got um, Eugenio Booker, who's kind of a combination receiver runner out of the backfield. He's really fast. He's got terrific hands. I think he'll make a lot of big plays out of the backfield as a receiver. His problem with it so far in his career has been staying healthy. But when he's healthy, um, he's got a lot of talent. So that that's that's five guys. Um, all of them talented. Um, I, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna have a terrific running game again this year.
0: Position groups that uh, you're a little bit maybe worried about going into the opener against uh, yeah. Oklahoma.
5: They'll be better for sure this year than last year, but the wide receivers are still are are, are a big concern point. Lots of drops in the. Uh, first four days of practice, but there have been lots of drops for years and years, honestly. Um, and uh, last year, these guys were totally inexperienced. Jaquan Jackson looks terrific. Um, he, I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, Deuce Watts was injured a little bit in the spring. He hasn't shown as much, but but he, he was effective last year. I think they're a solid one-two combination, but after that, it's anybody it, it's anybody's guess what they're going to do. And uh, one, one departure to announce, Michael Jones, who was a big name recruit out of high school from the area who went to Oklahoma transferred in last year. Didn't do much surprisingly um, came back for an extra COVID year. um, thought, wow, this guy, maybe he was injured or something like that. Cause uh, if he's willing to come back after only catching 11 passes, um, but he, I think he was back for one day of practice, but he, he's no longer on the roster. Um, he's, he's been removed, but honestly, In his time at Tulane, he really hadn't shown much of anything, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's not a big loss, but certainly from what they expected when he transferred from Oklahoma last year, um, it's disappointing, so he will not get a chance to play against his old team (laughs) in, in the season opener.
0: Defensively, they lost some pretty good players to the NFL. When you talk about the defensive line, how's it looking?
5: Yeah, they look good. I mean, again, that's really hard to judge um, when they're not in the full pads. Sure. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of contact in, in preseason practice anymore anyway, but uh, they, they'll I'll, I'll know a lot more about those groups. They're going to have their first scrimmage this Saturday at, at, okay. at Yeoman Stadium. We'll, we'll know a lot more about them, but certainly Angelo Anderson, the um, um, John Curtis product um, in his second year, he's He's, he's a big timer. Um, it, it's just a matter of is he ready right now. Um, and, and then, obviously, I, I just wrote a feature on him um, in the paper this morning. Jeffrey Johnson is in the best shape of his life by far. He is down to 295 pounds. Last really? year, when he reported after the pandemic, he uh-huh. weighed 355 pounds because, he, he, as he admitted, he, he got depressed in the two and a half months that they were in quarantine and away from campus. Um, and he did a lot of eating. And he, he actually still had a pretty good year last year, Really, wasn't he didn't look any different on the field than he did the first two years. But he looks different now. Um, he's he, he's thirty pounds, thirty five pounds lighter than he's than he's been at Tulane before. And he, he but he he's still got a lot of mass and he's just faster than he was before so it's going to be exciting to see what that guy can do after he briefly considered he briefly entered the transfer portal in the in the summer boy is Tulane glad that, that he changed his mind on that sure one, uh, huh. he's a i'm glad
0: leader. you kidding me yeah <laughs> i've loved this kid ever since he came to yeah. campus i mean i think you know i mean he's yeah. just he's once I mean, he's once in a in, i don't want to say lifetime yeah. but maybe once in a, in, a, in a decade type player for tulane uh, yeah. at least in, throughout their history i'm hoping that again they get more players like that but this this is a bona fide SEC guy who's gonna have a yeah. chance to play in the NFL and, and, is-
5: and I'm glad he came back. And he was overweight last year, and he still played well. I mean, this is a sure. guy, he had, he had 34 tackles. He, he he blocked up the middle, stuffed the run, and and actually increased. He had, he had more tackles for loss than he had in his first two years. He, he, he told me he, he had three and a half sacks last year, and he, he's known as a run stuffer. He wants to have seven sacks this year because he wants to prove that he's a two-way player. And he started developing that last year. And now that he's leaner and meaner, I, I think it's going to happen.
0: Tulane's been doing pretty well in terms of also commitments, right? I mean, again, as I as yeah. I peruse your your articles, mm-hmm. uh, they're coming left and right.
5: Yeah, they um, they they certainly they started off with a bang. They 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 have the highest percentage of three star recruits that that they've had basically in the Rivals. dot com era, which started in two thousand and two, um, and then they got the, the, their latest recruit um, from a, a, a linebacker from from Mississippi um, from from near Hattiesburg is not has no stars from the recruiting services, and, and Tulane is thankful for that because I think. He's a steal. This guy's a stud. If he were playing in a bigger market, I think a lot more people would know about him. Um, he's a three-star talent who doesn't have any stars, which means that there's a good chance, which means a much better chance that, that he won't change his mind down the road. Um, right. So yeah, this is this is really looking like a strong recruiting class. This is so far to this point, it's, it, it it has the makings of being the the best recruiting class that, that Willie Fritz has had, and, and he's had some good ones.
0: To a change at both offensive and defensive coordinators. Have you seen the difference in the scheme when, when you talk about two like
5: Definitely in the offense, it's it's different. Um, and, and one of the differences is there's just a lot more plays, which is one of the reasons they, they, they look slow in the spring a little bit because there was so much to digest. But but uh, Chip Long, the guy knows what he's doing. Um, but as he says, he doesn't want any team to be able to take away any part of his offense. So he just has an, an unbelievable number of options off of each type of play he runs, just different variations they can run, little tweaks. Um, it, it, it's a huge workload for the play but they feel like they've gotten a pretty good handle of it um, by this point. Obviously, what he did worked at Memphis, what he did worked at Notre Dame. Tulane players definitely should be smart enough to, to, to handle this type of system. Um, and, uh, and and I think he's going to throw more to the running backs, too. That, that's one of the things mm-hmm. I, I've seen from them. They threw, they threw a, a little bit to the to the running backs in the past. I kept expect. I, I think I wrote a feature last year on how much they were going to throw to the running backs, and it didn't quite come to fruition. <laughs> I think this year it is um, under uh, – Right. Under, under chip long but uh so that the defense harder to tell at this point um the one big change, chris hampton his motivational ploy um makes it hard for me at practice sometimes but they're they starting 11 in practice has no jersey numbers now it, it, it's his first wave of defense and and they're basically grading each player each day and the player who grades out the best is on that first level so for example jeffrey johnson he hadn't been two straight days he wasn't on that defense um angelo anderson two straight days he wasn't on that defense it's all about motivation they want these guys to be the best they can be and it's it's an effective tool angelo anderson talked about how much harder he was running on every play trying to get to the ball because the coaches had told him that he wasn't doing that every play
0: (laughs) that's great motivation on that part no Mm -hmm. doubt about it uh gary before i let you go um anything we're hearing anything more you're hearing about conference realignment uh you know we've talked about it you and i a lot this is a real opportunity for. for for the A for the AAC to really get into a major conference, or to, again to to merge and have an opportunity uh, to be able to bring in some of those Big Twelve or some of the other conferences that yeah. again are going to be affected, uh, talk a little bit about it.
5: I have not heard anything new on the subject again. Yeah, there, there's I mean that's that's going to be the charge for the AAC um, down the road when there is when this comes to fruition is they're going to they're gonna need to hang tough and not let their teams be rated and try to get some of those big 12 teams that are left. And it's definitely a possibility. I don't know how likely or not at this point. But Tulane is definitely in the best position it's been in a long time. Um, I, you know, Troy Dannen was just announced as one of four athletic directors on this new NCAA committee that's going to kind of come up with new rules for the NCAA in, in, in the new world. There was no chance in heck of Tulane in the past having an AD on a committee like that. Um, that's just Tulane is they yeah they they're just in a better position now. Um, they're in a better position, and the American Athletic Conference is in a better position. Does that guarantee anything? No. But uh, right now, I, I I I like the chances.
0: And uh, as far as uh, as the scrimmage on Saturday, is that open to the public or is that just for media no, only? It's
5: just open. It's yeah, I think it should be open to the media. Um, it, it won't. It's they they don't. Nothing's open to the public anymore in terms of in terms of that stuff. But uh, I I definitely um, I think I don't know. if This is the one. He, um, Willie Fritz said he was going to hold two scrimmages at eleven a.m. in the in in the heat because that's what time the Oklahoma kickoff is, and he wants guys to be Mm -hmm. ready for that. I'm not sure this one will be because he's going to hold three scrimmages, Um, but it'll it'll be fun to watch them. Um, It's always fun to watch that first scrimmage, see who the playmakers are. Um, And, again, at wide receiver, I'm really looking for somebody other than Deuce Watts and Jaquan Jackson to to step up because they've got about 13 guys on scholarship, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't tell you right now which one of those other 11 guys is going to make plays or not.
0: Well, you'll have it all on the Wave Report for us, and also on Nola. and the Times, picking under the Advocate. Tell us how folks can subscribe. Tell us what mm-hmm. you got coming up for us in the paper, and then tell us how folks can follow you on social media.
5: Sure, um, it's the Wave com, rivals. com. Just go to that website. Um, you, the, all the information will be there for for. How to how to subscribe? Um, it's about it's about eight dollars a month for that. Um, it's a, I, 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 thanks for giving me all the publicity at the beginning of this, but it, it's true that there's nobody else covers Tulane nobody. like that anymore. So if you want to find out about the Tulane football team, that's the place to go to with daily all the nuts and bolts that you don't get anywhere else. Um, I specialize in that, especially in the preseason. Um, and then, yeah, social media at Gareth Smith G U E R Smith. Um, any any breaking news. Um, opinions about Tulane, other stuff uh, you can find there. And basically, deal. this is the one day I didn't write anything about Tulane football because they, they took an NCAA mandated off day on the fifth day. Yes. But uh, blanket coverage the Jeffrey Johnson features up. Already written a feature on Jaquan Jackson. Already written a feature on Ty J Spears. Notebooks, what have you. Um, um, coverage every day um, at The Advocate.
0: Uh, well, I'm telling you, the website is, is fantastic. I can't even find a, a, a legitimate um, uh, depth chart. I mean, that, 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 again, will give me the, the, the full yeah. scope of, of, of the, the team, uh, and that's hard to find. So, again, if you're, a Wave, if you're a Wave fan, get on the Wave Report, no doubt about it. Thanks, bud. Appreciate your time, as always. We'll check in next week.
5: Thanks for having me on the show, as always. Thanks.
0: Gary Smith, again, of uh, The Wave Report, Advocate, Tom Spiccune, and NOLA.com. Hey, let me give you a little secret, ladies and gentlemen, especially you guys out there. You, you want to make your wife happy. You want to make your girlfriend happy. You want to make her think that you spent, again, uh, uh, a, a tremendous amount of money on, 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 on this gift. Villarie's Floors is celebrating 52 years in business. To celebrate the occasion in the whole month of August, they're offering a cash and carry rose special. Get this. Get a dozen of Villery's high-quality roses for $9.99. Look, at that price, you can buy three or four dozen. Are you kidding me? And look, if, if you're a guy that you normally go to the store and get the store-bought roses, I'll just tell you this right now. The Villiers roses, they have they have staying power. They last, okay? It's a high-quality rose. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's at least two to three to one on, on again, how long the, the Villiers florist roses will last as opposed to the store-bought roses. So, again, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. $9.99, uh, you get a Villiers, uh, Villiers dozen of, of uh, beautiful roses or giant sunflowers right here from growing right here in Louisiana three for $5.20 that's right Louisiana sunflowers three for $5.20 what a deal come celebrate Villery's 52nd anniversary Uh, again with $9.99 roses or three dollars or or, I'm sorry three for $5.20 Louisiana sunflowers that's on both sides of the lake now, South Shore and North Shore. And also you can check them out at VilliersFloris.com. Get out there and get it while you can. Again, celebrate the 52 years in business with Villiers Florist with $9.99 uh, roses and $3.3 $3 for $5.20 on the on Louisiana sunflowers. We'll be right back.
2: Marty McFly mornings, the best country for the North Shore all day. And the conversations New Orleans are having every afternoon. Happens on 106.1 Nash Icon and online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's Nacho Fries are back with Fry Force, an action-packed anime flick about a team of heroes fighting to save the world from fry monsters. Experience this cinematic tour de fries yourself and get the Nacho Fries at a participating Taco Bell location near you for a limited time. Be
3: mindful of delays on the westbound side along the West Bank Expressway from just before Barrett's Area Boulevard to add. Avondale. Delays a solid on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Also be mindful of delays that are steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula St. Peter's exit. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Bienvenue on Hickory. SportsBeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball, on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two count them two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till 10 dollar choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect. To help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and Telemeric sent you. welcome back to inside new orleans i'm your host eric asher i want to thank uh, gary smith for joining us on the program don't forget about my friends over dave me at insurance uh man i tell you what uh if you're a uh, contractor if you're a professional if you're a business owner maybe you're a property owner Maybe you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, maybe commercial property and automobile coverage for commercial business customers. Man, I've got a a company for you. Dave Mead Insurance. We moved all our insurance to Dave's uh, company because, of again, the service uh, that we got. And, and look, second to none. Uh, we had an insurance agency. It was one of the biggest insurance agencies here in the town. And, um, you know, I thought we were going with a company that was going to be there when we called. We had some issues with some insurance that we wanted to, um, them to come work out for us. Uh, and I got crickets. So Dave, I met Dave. We we uh, we talked. And, of course, since then, we've had we moved all our insurance over to Dave and Insurance. One of the reasons why, 50 companies he searches to be able to get the best coverage for the best price and then of course his knowledge of the insurance in the insurance uh, um, uh, business he knows it inside and out Um, uh, also again accessibility you call he's there five five six zero zero nine 556-0809, Five five six zero eight zero nine. again, 504. You can also go to his website. It's a one-stop shop for everything you need to know about insurance, dot com. Or, again, if you want to sit down with him, have an appointment like I did, uh, set up a meet- meeting with him at his uh, office on Veterans Next to Shogun in Metairie. Uh, accessibility, knowledge, and, of course, making sure that you're taking care of what all your insurance needs. What else can you ask for? Whether, again, you're a business owner or, again, this is for your own property. Uh, you always want to make sure that, again, you're insured. Uh, Dave Mead's got that covered for you. To find out more, again, 504-556-08. You want to save? Call Dave at 504-556-0809. All right, um, just a couple quick notes before we uh, we take our, our next break and then we, we jump into uh, some Pelican talk with Alec Cassell. Look, we saw this coming, right, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, this is not something that uh, that anybody should be going, oh, wait, wait, really? Is this going to happen? Um, it looks like both the governor and the mayor of New Orleans are going to put some restrictions now this week on, on both the state and the city. Now, uh, we don't know where, the, where Latoya Cantrell is going to be. Uh, if this is going to be a situation where they're going to limit the amount of people that can be in a bar or a restaurant like we saw before, if they're going to limit hours of operation for those bars or restaurants, uh, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to go with this. Uh, it would be devastating if they if they closed the bars and restaurants and, and allowed only to-go orders only like they did before, uh, especially now with so many people visiting the city uh, during the summer months. And now, the fact that we've lost the, the 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 fall festival season that we thought we were going to have, which was going to be a big boost to try to get us at least close to even from again missing all of last year uh There's been no indication again on 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 how severe those um uh th- th- those possible shutdowns may be or, or again um, at least uh, you know the possibility of, uh, of 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 on on the state or on the local level. Of uh, of seeing uh, the, these restrictions, but the Times Picayune is reporting that the outbreak could include an occupancy restrictions for businesses or vaccine mandates uh, going forward. So we'll see how that's going to play out. Look, it's just it's a it's a tough time. It just is, and and, and you know I'm frustrated. Okay, a lot of people are frustrated uh, right now, especially those of us that got vaccinated. Uh, you know we thought we were we were getting going through this thing it was going to be a situation where again that well by the time we got into the late summer and fall that we'd be past this obviously with the depth of variant we're not kids are getting ready to start school this week in a lot of cases they're going to have to mask uh, and and of course the hospitalization rate in this in this uh, state is is off the charts right now back to where we were uh, when we had when we had one of the first waves uh, of the coronavirus so i mean i i thought it was going to happen uh, I know that po- politically it's not going to matter now uh, because, again, let's, I, I said this before, Latoya Cantrell really does not have any opposition, so it's not like she's got to worry about that going forward. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is at this point uh, the hospitals are, are strained in terms of their resources, and uh, when last time that happened, uh, again, we saw these, these, uh, these shutdowns, and, of course, the, uh, a lot of that had to do with, uh, with again, those in the hospitality industry, uh, and they, they, can, they, they cannot handle it at this point. Uh, hopefully they, they will not be severe, uh, that they will be just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, kind of ease into these things and hopefully see uh, more and more people getting vaccinated. I, I told you guys, guys yesterday that, look, it's like 500% uh, percent up in terms of number of vaccin- uh, the people are getting vaccinated in the state of Louisiana. That's really good news. Uh, but again, supposedly, again, we have not uh, leveled off this curve yet uh, when it comes to, again, the, the Delta variant. So, I'm braced for it, uh, on both the governor and and also the um, uh, the mayor. But hopefully, they will not be severe restrictions that would be put in place. But be prepared for it, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, it looks like it's coming and it's coming pretty fast down the pike here. That could affect Saints games next week. Uh, that could affect again, depending on how far this goes off. Remember, we're less than a month away from Tulane opening up against Oklahoma, LSU opening up uh, in in in, uh, in California against UCLA, and then they back to back home games up in Baton Rouge. So. Uh, hopefully this thing will will start to uh, go down, and we'll find out what's happening. But I'm telling you right now, uh, there the the restaurateurs, the the bar owners in this town, the, the hotel owners, those in the hospitality industry, they cannot handle this. Okay, they've done everything they can to be able to make sure their customers are are safe, and and at this point. Uh, It's just uh, it's going to be difficult. It's a difficult road right now. And look, I don't see any more federal money coming down the pike here uh, for for this next for this next um, uh, wave of variants that that we have here. And again, unfair in a lot of cases, because the target of of a lot of the uh, shutdowns have been in the hospitality industry. So we'll see how it plays out. But hopefully that's not going to happen. Uh, But, again, it's already being reported that both the mayor and the governor are are, are wrestling with, again, bringing back restrictions. And, folks, I'm just saying right now, we did not have to be here. We did not have to be here. And I said it yesterday. Look, I don't want it to be a political issue. I know it's it's an issue of choice. But, again, if you're upset and aggravated about this and you don't have a vaccination, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. It is what it is. We'll take a break. We come back. We'll shift gears. We'll go talk a little bit about the Pelicans with Ali Cassell. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. If you're in the market for a new system, remember, Burkhardt sells some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, The service after the sale is impeccable. Uh, they'll come out to your home. They'll uh, measure your home uh, with, again, state-of-the-art equipment. Make sure, again, you've got the right tonnage for, for your uh, home or your business so, again, you're cool in the summer and warm in the winter. And then the service after the sale is second to none. Uh, with 15 trucks in the field a 30-minute cruise call before they come to your home, Nate certified technicians, uh, and, and, of course, only doing the work that's necessary, you have the peace of mind knowing that Burkhardt's got your back when it comes to your AC and heating system. Don't sign that contract with any other company till you call my friends at Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms.
7: Yeah, but how about my vast local
0: sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pells. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I 10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Villiers Forest is celebrating 52 years in business. To celebrate the occasion in the month of August, Villiers is offering a Cash and Carry Rose special. Get a dozen of Villary's high-quality roses for 9 dollars a dozen. That's $9.99 a dozen. Also, giant Louisiana sunflowers are three for $5.20. That's 3 for $5.20 for beautiful Louisiana sunflowers. Come celebrate Villary's Florist's 52nd anniversary. That's Villery's Florist, with locations on the South Shore, North Shore, and Villery'sFlorist.com. If you buy too much, you waste money. If you come up short, you waste time. And if you don't have the right metal, you waste time and money. You've got to spend wisely. Metal Supermarkets has the experience, knowledge, and inventory to get the job done right the first time. No matter what project you're working on, Metal Supermarkets is your first choice for any metal. Cut to size and ready fast. We also offer fast delivery and no minimum order size. Visit Metal Supermarkets in New
2: Orleans or
0: MetalSupermarkets.com.
2: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Rock out and rock on with Views Alto, the vape as unique as you are. With Views by you, you can customize yours with four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to Gary Smith for joining us on the program, talking some Tulane. We shift gears now to the New Orleans Pelicans, the Summer League team, and really most of the staff, if not all the staff, is in Las Vegas. It's kind of a, almost a, you know, we talked about the Senior Bowl. You talk a little bit about the Combine when it comes to the NFL uh, being almost a uh, a convention of coaches and, and NFL personnel. Well, that's what the uh, Summer League is in, in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, most NBA personnel is in, in Las Vegas right now. Uh, and, of course, uh, your New Orleans Pelicans have a, Summer League team there as well. To break it down for us, one of the best we have in the city when it comes to the Pels, Ali Gassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Ali, how
8: you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you?
0: Doing great. We're doing great. Really enjoyed last night's game. Obviously, I had to tape it and then watch it later, uh, mm-hmm. but... Uh, wasn't able to see it live, but I was impressed, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, I am interested to see, again, some of the things that are swirling around the Pelicans, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, this tampering charge thing has is, is got, is got my, my mind blown a little bit, but why don't we jump into it? Let's want to jump into the summer league first. Look, I, I always caution everybody. Let's not get too high or too low when it, come, when it comes to summer league. It's summer league, okay? But, again, it was good to see five guys that are going to be on this roster last night playing some pretty good ball for the Pels.
8: Absolutely, Eric. Uh, You've seen, what, three holdovers from last season, Kyra Lewis, Najee Marshall, um, and uh, somebody's escaping me (laughs) right now. But you've got three holdovers and then, of course, the two rookies. So you definitely wanted to see them play really well. But, of course, you've um, also got a lot of other guys that are trying to buy for spots, including now we have two two two-way players playing in this roster as well in Las Vegas. And so, you know what? All of them showed up really well in that first game. And you're right. All you got to do is go back to just a couple of years ago uh, during the earthquake series uh, or edition, I should say, of Las Vegas, where not only Zion played just a little bit, but Nikhil really, you know, shined brightly where he was one of the best players that week. Uh, Jackson Hayes had played really well, but we learned that didn't translate over the NBA regular season. Here, though, you're hoping maybe somebody does, right, especially Trey Murphy. You know, he was a drafter for one major reason. That was to help the Pelicans three point shooting. And last night, he made six of nine, and his stroke, it looks good. I can't recall one of his shots touching any part of the rim. Um, So he's as advertised. And if he, you know, shows he can just hold his own defensively, grab a few rebounds, which he did very well, I thought, in last night's game, then he's going to quickly find a spot, I think, in that rotation. Uh, And that's great news. Najee Marshall showed improvement, he showed Mm -hmm. off a little mid range game. Kyra Lewis, you know, seven assists, no turnovers. That's exactly what you want to see. Uh, Pelicans were too, had too many turnovers last year, and that always bothers Stan Van Gundy, but he wasn't able to curb that. Well, hopefully Willie Green will be able to, and if you know Kyra Lewis can do that on a consistent basis, that's going to earn him some more playing time. And like I said, everybody else really played well overall as well in that game. So a lot to take away that you can be hopeful about moving forward.
0: Ali, uh, another guy that impressed me last night was Herb Jones. Uh, he's a sta- he, again, he's sta- he's a stat stuffer, <laughs> uh, but it's not surprising if you watched him in Alabama.
8: Eric, I was shocked at how well he played defensively. Uh, that was, of course, you know that that was what he was supposed to do coming yes. out of Alabama, being named uh, an All Defensive player in the SEC. But look, going up against NBA competition, as we know, is usually a different animal, even if it is summer league. But I'll tell you what, there was a couple times on Patrick Williams, who was the number four pick last year, who a lot of people think could turn out to be similar to Kawhi Leonard maybe someday. You know, he's got wow. that much ability, mm-hmm. I think, of potential. But Herb Jones did a wonderful job on him several times, um, shrouding him to where, you know, I know he picked up a few fouls, but, boy, he was just a distraction where he gets his hands on a lot of balls. And he fights. He fights for position. He moves his feet really well. And at his size, six foot eight, boy. That's exactly the type of guy we've been wishing to see in a Pelicans uniform for the last couple yes. of years, right? Somebody as a big forward that can guard and pretty much anybody, and Herb Jones looks to be that guy. So, yeah, both of New Orleans draft picks yesterday really played well. Gives you a lot of hope that they can actually yeah. become at least rotation players uh, in the not-too-distant future. And
0: to your point, Murphy looks like he can play defense. He did it at Virginia. Lazada was brought in as a defensive player, and Jones is a defensive player. So again, a emphasis on on guys that can defend. Look, they've already proven they can teach guys how to shoot the basketball. And I, and I talked about this, you know, several a few months ago. At this point, you want to draft guys that again that have had the ability to play defense. And when you, when you got a guy like Vincent that's on the staff that can teach guys how to shoot, uh, the good thing about that is that you know you already got guys that got defensive prowess. Now they get an opportunity to be able to get in the gym with a guy that can teach him how to shoot, they get that stroke right. Now you got an all-around player. Uh, there's high hopes for these guys that already have the defensive prowess.
8: Right, Eric. Yeah, Fred Vincent, I mean, besides, you know, Lonzo Ball came here with one of the ugly strokes you'll ever see, where he's shooting from the wrong side of his head, where it was from his right. left side, even though it was a right-handed shooter. And you know what? Before that, Tyreek Evans, I thought he had an ugly-looking jumper as well, but he turned him into a proficient three-point shooter. So, yeah. I mean, look, I don't think all hope is lost with Herb Jones to begin with. He was really shooting well uh, in Alabama in his last season, this past season. And he hit a little bit of a slump over his last couple of weeks where he said I think he made like one of 16, one of 18 to really bring his average down. But he still finished around 33%. And so, yeah, you get a guy like that who's motivated, uh, is, has a great work ethic in with Fred Benson, you got to be hopeful that this, some strides will be made. And you're right. So bringing the guys that really – you you need to fill out the rest of this roster for the fit around Brandon Ingram and Zion. And the guys you want are high competitors, high intangibles, great defenders. And yeah, Eric, you touched on Jones and uh, Murphy. They have that. And it looks like other guys do as well. I'm still, you know, thinking Najee Marshall is going to carve himself a really nice role in this uh, league. Yet to see what Nikhil can do. Obviously he's not playing, but Kyra, he, he, he may be able to. He can be a feisty guy at the one. He certainly does not mind giving up his body.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Josh Hart. He was out in, in Vegas again watching the Pel. Supposedly he went through a, a workout after the um, uh, the games ended with, again, some of the vet uh, veteran Pelicans. Uh, a lot of people thought he'd be part of a sign-and-trade. Out of here. What are you thinking now?
8: You know, there's still rumors swirling. Uh, Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report mentioned in his article this morning that potentially something could still be on the table involving Buddy Heald. Um, You know, Lori Markman's name has been connected to Pelicans, and yes. so I would think maybe Josh Hart could somehow be packaged up that way because you're right. Josh Hart remains un, uh, unsigned still. So even though Pelicans have his restricted rights uh, so they will be able to match anybody else that throws an offer at Josh, the fact that they haven't done so yet feels like something could be in the works uh, or at least they're trying to do something. I'll be honest with you, Eric. I, I'm just not certain that something will transpire, especially on you know, the caliber of, say, bringing back a player like Buddy Heald. Um, and, and here's some other bad news on that front. Even though it looked like maybe something could be done, well, I just heard that Bobby Marks tweeted out, the Kings have just guaranteed their 14th player, right? You can only go into a uh, year with 15. And for a trade to work with the Kings, it would have required them to take an additional two players. So right now, I'm not sure how that works unless, of course, you add a third team. So I'm just not seeing an easy avenue right now. Um, I'm betting on Josh Hart returns, and then he looked to move him probably at the trade deadline.
0: Right. Let's talk about Laurie Marketing. Uh, because they they, they moved uh, Wundu in, in that um, in the trade with, with Charlotte, they would end up with about seventeen million dollars with a trade exception. To me, I think that's a little bit rich for marketing in terms of again what he's worth. I think he's more of a mid level guy. But um, and he's looking for a brand new contract and, and and a place to really kind of restart his career. Talk about his fit here in New Orleans. Talk about again what they could use to be able to bring him in, and is that seventeen million dollar trade exception too much for marketing?
8: Yeah, so I think first of all, Lori would fit. First of all, we we still don't have a true backup four on this roster right now. Right. Uh, James Johnson ended up in Brooklyn. We've always cried foul before he even arrived that there was nobody behind Zion, and Laurie should be able to fill those shoes. Part four, part five, and like I said, you have to like his shooting. Um, he had his, enjoyed his best season last year, and that, that's the goal. Surround these guys, B.I. and Zion, with those shooters, and Lori makes sense. But I don't see it happening for one major reason. If the Pels really wanted him, they would have figured out a way to make it work either in that Lonzo Ball deal or the Memphis deal. Now for them to somehow absorb him uh, with that trade exception they have, which they got from that Memphis deal, which is a good good chip to have, to, but to waste it on Laurie when, like I said, you could probably made it work early doesn't make a lot of sense, nor does it to pay him $14, $15, 16000000 million. He's not going to be able to get that from anybody else. Most money he can get from anybody without, of course, re-signing with the Chicago Bulls would be the Mavericks who can open up and absorb him with about $11 million or so trade exception. So the Pelicans, if they really want him say, they could absorb him for a little bit more, like I said, into that Steven Adams 17 plus million trade exception. But to me, it just doesn't make any sense because you're almost going backwards when you could have had him earlier.
0: All right, let's talk about the tampering charge against the Pels. Look, first of all, it's mind-blowing, right, considering, again, how the Pelicans were stung with the Anthony Davis uh, tampering by LeBron James, uh, uh, Rich Paul, that, again, kind of fronted for the Los Angeles Lakers. And we continue to see this, where the NBA has not really kept pace with, again, players who are going out there recruiting other players that are still under contract to be able to come to their teams. But With that said, why, why focus on the Pels? Well, why focus? Especially when they had a, a deal that looked like it was pretty close at the trading deadline. You wouldn't think it would be that much harder to be able to get a deal done. And then the other part of it is, again, obviously Miami's involved in this as well with Toronto with the uh, Lowry signing.
8: Right, Eric. So as we all know that follow the NBA closely, they do look the other way on a lot of deals because they know agents, players, uh, teams with one another, uh, they all talk at various times during the year, including when they shouldn't be, according to the rules. Well, here, it's just almost too blatant of an infraction that was made, which what I mean by that is a sign-and-trade was announced uh, with Lonzo Ball going to Chicago right when free agency opened. Now, anybody knows anything, that deal is too complicated to call right out front. There's just no way you can talk it out of to where, okay, so Lonzo Ball agreed to this amount of money uh, by the Chicago Bulls and in return to make salaries match, that the Pelicans are trading for Sato and Garrett, Tempo, who, Garrett Temple, who also needed to be re-signed. So there's just right. way too complex of a deal here to be able just to pass it off in one minute. I mean, somebody made a blunder, uh, and I, I think somebody at Clutch. Who, who
0: made the announcement? Was it the Pels or the Bulls?
8: No, it was Adrian Wojnarowski, and he claimed that it came from Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. So right. for some reason, amateur hour is at play here. Because it wasn't the Bulls, it wasn't the uh, Pelicans per se, but an agent. And one that's been around the block a few times, and he should know mm-hmm. better. But we've seen Rich Paul make mistakes before, so I guess it's not that surprising. But either way, it's going to cost now, I think, at least the Bulls one draft pick, probably a lot more than $50,000. And I think it, it may cost the Pelicans. Because unlike, say, what happened a year ago with the Milwaukee Bucks and Kings for Bogdanovich yes. um, here, it's the fact that the Pelicans actually had, to, uh, had some discussions that they wanted to get Gary Temple re-signed to bring him here. So they had a hand in making this deal you know, happen. So that's why I think the NBA is also going to penalize them. Uh, as far as the Miami deal for Kyle Lowry, it looks bad, too. I mean, Miami Heat picked up Goran uh option a few days before free agency started. I think it was about four days. And everybody knew that he was headed there because suddenly every other organization pivoting to other players where they're looking at. But the difference between the Lonzo ball and the Kyle Lowry deals is the fact that Lonzo was announced right at the free agency um, bell opening bell. And of course the Miami heat deal, I think for Kyle Lowry was announced about half an hour, 45 minutes later. So from that standpoint, I don't think they're going to get penalized nearly as yeah. enough as say the bulls and possibly the Pelicans. All right.
0: I got about two minutes left. Uh, your thoughts on what's transpired so far for the Pels? I mean, what kind of grade would you give it? It's it, it, it's not sexy, I can tell you that right now. It's not what a lot of us thought it would be, and it's still pretty much incomplete without having some shooters coming back here.
8: Yeah, I was hoping to see another move like we were talking last week, Eric, and I think that's when I even said I, I can't really grade it higher than much higher than, say, a C, C plus, B minus, and that's where I still I agree. stand today. Yeah, you open up all this space, that's great. You got all these guys that weren't performing, taking up a big chunk of your uh, salary cap. You moved off of them, great. You brought in Valentunas, who's a top 10 offensive center in this league. Should fit much better with Zion. You also um, drafted well, I think. And so there was a lot of things that checked the box. Devontae Graham, I think, is going to provide the same production as Lonzo, but at a much cheaper price. That's great again. But, you're still not looking at a team that you can you know, feel confident saying they're going to make the playoffs, and that is the goal. Zion has to make the playoffs this season. You just don't see generational talents missing the playoffs in the first three years, and with his family already not being happy. And you got to think Zion's probably not too happy about the thought of that either. Yeah, like I said, it's mandatory. So the fact that they haven't brought in more additional help, that hurts. Hopefully they'll be able to do that, whether you know, if you're know still in free, the remaining days of free agency or before the deadline, because I just don't think you can count on this team as per uh, perf- er, presently constructed for them to make mm-hmm. it.
0: I agree. Uh, they've got to do more, and, and they've got the money to do it. The question is, again, can they get a trading partner at this point? Always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to our conversation each and every week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, how folks can follow you on social media.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation, and it's all one word, com. And today we took a step back from all this free agency and summer league to show you guys about the Birmingham squadron, right? That's going to be the Pelicans' new G League, team, mm-hmm. to where we're going to see, you know, probably a few Pelicans rookies. Uh, maybe Herb Jones play some games out there, but definitely they're two-way players. So it's good stuff. And, of course, tomorrow we've got another game that we're going to be able to talk about, where they play yes, the indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. We'll check, th- check with you next week.
8: Yep. Take care, Eric. Thank you.
0: I like to sell the bird rights. Ian Rappaport is reporting Michael Thomas wants to be traded. <laughs> okay. I said it earlier. I don't know how he can be traded. He is damaged goods. He needs to pass a physical. Saints would have, would have to be on the hook for twenty-three million dollars in dead money if they traded him. A lot of people are talking about Jacksonville as a possibility. Urban Meyer is his former head coach up at Ohio State. Obviously, Meyer and and, and uh, Peyton have a great relationship. Uh, they need cornerbacks. Uh, look, a lot of people want to dump him right now. I'm I'm one. I'm in that number. Okay. But uh, I just think there's so many factors against this right now with him being unhealthy, unable to pass a physical, and the $23 million in dead money that'll hit next year. So we'll see how it plays out. But Rappaport is reporting Thomas wants out of New Orleans. New Orleans wants Thomas out of here as well. We'll take a break. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHousse of the TikTok FA. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, The TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your A.C. ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new A.C., Trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you.
6: you've heard some incredible things about diamonds direct on the radio but is it all true
4: i think in a lot of cases we've actually exceeded people's expectations because they come in expecting the selection and the pricing and the warranties to be like a marketing story but when we say we have more diamonds we have better prices we'll prove it to you
6: that's new orleans seasoned jewelry professional elaine didier she loves it when skeptical customers come in only to find that diamonds direct does indeed offer better prices and more selection not to mention a free warranty that covers you for life on any purchase. We
4: have all those warranties to back it up. You need to get it resized. Can you break a prong? Great. You can bring it back and you don't have to worry about it because you're always going to have a selection and you know whatever choice you make will take care of it.
6: Diamonds Direct, a welcome and refreshing concept for New Orleans.
4: I feel like we offer a little bit of that New Orleans yap, a little bit of something extra that you're not going to find anywhere else.
6: On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall or online at DiamondsDirect.com.
0: All right, folks, that's it for me. Don't forget, if your AC breaks down, Burke Auto be there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I want to thank John Hendricks, Les East, Gary Smith, Alec LaSalle, also Rudy back at studio for producing. I want to thank you for listening to the program. Thanks so much. Whether you're listening on, on Over the Airwaves you're going to listen at the po- podcast at your leisure, thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our great sponsors, sponsor our program. Go to Ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor sponsors our program. Just click on the icon of that sponsor take you right to that website. And always very much appreciate you guys supporting the sponsor of this show. Coming up next, my good friend Jude Young with All Access. Keep it locked and loaded right here on 106.1. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. We'll do it all over again tomorrow at 4 o'clock, won't you? See you then. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go.